Hey everybody, Matt Johnson here, the creator and director of New Frequency, welcoming you to another episode of our exciting radio drama podcast. It is the second Sunday in September here. Welcome back to football. But for us, we have a wonderful comedy romance drama for you tonight called Testing One-Two. This is a great piece from the mind of James Napoli, one of our favorite writers here at New Frequency, a many-time guest on this podcast introducing pieces with me. It's about a quirky comic book writer who is pining about life and loneliness and maybe even the secret crush he has on a waitress at the local coffee shop where he works. James is so good at these pieces at being able to dive into what characters are thinking, and the medium of radio drama allows us to actually go into their mind and hear their thoughts in a really beautiful way that flows. It also stars Tracy Crouch in a wonderful performance by her, and also one of the things I think that distinguishes this piece is it's a rare studio drama recording from New Frequency. Most of the programs you hear on the program were recorded live at one of the many venues we perform in Los Angeles in front of sold-out audiences. But this one lent itself so much to be recorded in the studio because we could really get that intimacy of performance. You needed to be able to have that casual conversation you would at a coffee shop table and then go even quieter into the mind of the characters, which I think we do so beautifully with the sound design of Eric Lalacata in this. He creates such an audio atmosphere of this coffee shop. The subtle changes when you you go into the mind of the characters and even into some fantasy stuff like a comic book section, which you'll hear. All that's done so beautifully by Eric's mixing in this, and I was so proud of his work on it and everyone's. I think we recorded this at the Museum of Television and Radio, the famous museum here in Los Angeles. It was really wonderful to work on. I think you're going to enjoy this one at home. So let's toss it out there. Enjoy this, everybody. You're going to have a good time with it. It is called Testing One Two. New frequency, a theater of the mind on the air. On the air. In three. Pretty clever. In two. Overcome by a dreadful, dreadful curiosity. In one. New frequency. It's like nothing I have ever experienced. It's getting so I catch sight of him even before he comes in. There's a cash machine across the street. And he always stops there first. I started to notice because that's just like me. I never have money when it comes time to do something. Of course, I never have any money at all, but I don't want to get into that right now. He usually comes in at night. Not more than a couple days will go by when I won't see him. <laughs> So, he came in a few seconds ago. He's already put his notebook on top of a table to save his place while he orders. He's alone a lot. Sometimes people he knows come in and they talk for a while. I never get to say two words to him because so far I haven't been the one waiting on him. It's so stupid. <laughs> like right now, I'm working extra slow trying to make sure I get him for my next customer. Hmm. Maybe we're out of biscotti and I have to go in the back. That would take an extra minute. Then I could time it just right when he came up to the counter and... I don't know. It's like so many guys come in here and jot things down and they look kind of strange. Like, like outside of here they just have to be stalkers. He doesn't look like that. He looks... What's the word? 
purposeful. Okay. I think my timing's right. Who's next? That would be me. Hi. What can I get you? Coffee. Just plain old regular coffee. Uh, cream, no sugar. You got it. I've heard a little about him from some of the people here. Okay, yes, I asked about him. I know, I know. I... Anyway, he writes this comic book for one of those underground magazines. It's about some guy who's some funky kind of superhero. He doesn't make a living at the comic book, but another guy who works here said he's got some kind of crappy day job. Here you go. 80 cents. Thanks. Oh, your change. Keep it. Thanks. Don't mention it. Hey, listen, uh... Yes? So, um... How late do you guys open? You freaking idiot. You come in here all the time. He's in here all the time. Why did he ask me that? Schmuck. There's no reason to be so nervous. <laughs> Maybe he's just nervous. Which could mean he's noticed me before. Now she probably thinks I've never even noticed her. Never mind. Do not even go there. Um, we close it too. Oh, okay, thanks. From what they tell me, this place has some magic for him. I guess he came up with his comic book in here, and now he feels like he has to be here to write it. But I've walked by him before, and he isn't always writing in the comic book. That's another thing that makes me curious about him. I mean, I love to think, and these days it's tougher and tougher to meet people who think about much at all. So, I can't help it. I'd love to know what else is going on in that notebook. We are alone, you and me. Excluding anything or anyone else. That's from Webster's Dictionary. I thought it would be interesting to look up the word alone, because everyone pretty much knows what it means. It's like looking up hat in the dictionary, or face. Just the same. All the words are in there. As if anyone ever taught a child what a hat was by having them look it up in the dictionary. So, I'm alone here, tonight, with all these other people. Anyone sitting there, man? What? Oh, uh, no. Go ahead. Now, some of these people are not by themselves alone. So, they're less conspicuously alone, but really always alone. Like you and me. You know the alone I mean. And I can take you there. You remember. Remember when you spent six hours hashing out your relationship with the person you loved? But you'd talked in circles until you, you were hoarse. And to me. Each of you spent some time kneeling on the floor sobbing because you couldn't make any of the pieces fit. And where was that love that brought you to this point? And how did you even feel about each other now, now that all this is... Oh, and then... Too tired, too spent to even embrace, you open the door of your lover's apartment. It's got one of those old deadbolt locks with the gold oval knob that fits so perfectly between your thumb and forefinger. You step into the hallway, your coat is on by now. You turn back one more time, your face burning with a longing for God knows what. You wave, a feeble wave with a hand that seems three sizes too small for your arm, and you nod a hollow good night and you close the door. And as you walk down that hallway, and you know you won't be back to walk it again, and it's four in the morning, and it hits you right away. It's just you, your thoughts, and oh boy, you hate to admit this part, your feelings. 
and now it's just them and you. And that is the alone we're talking about. It's the same alone like when you spend a weekend with your family. You can't wait to see them again as you approach your childhood home. Hey, Charlie. Then you remember, going, shortly after you arrive, how How's difficult it is to hold on to your precious sanity when you're around these people. But then, just as you leave, about to head back to your work week, your own life, just as you hug them, it's all okay again. And you're going to miss them. And something like unconditional love rears up inside of you, but you don't say it out loud. Because you know next time you come home, it's going to be the same all over again. And driving home, still trying to shake off the weekend emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yes, siree, you could be jockeying the minivan, a gaggle of kids and a barking dog beside you, and you are still, you guessed it, alone. Or maybe you're walking down the street in the city. Your city. And you're thinking about, I don't know, that great teacher you once had. They changed your whole life, really, to be honest. And your laundry, your dishes, they're done. You don't have to do anything for hours yet. And you just met a new friend for breakfast, and hey, there are still some incredible people left in the world. And then someone you don't even know smiles at you. And you feel sexy right then. And holy mother of God, just these few moments are making sense. Everything in its glorious disarray is making sense. And look, there's that building you go by every blessed day. But have you ever seen the light hitting it in just that way before? And you are, damn it. You're blissed out. And you're alone. Alone with these feelings. And isn't it great to be alone right then? Because how could you describe this to anyone anyway? So... Who's alone out there? Let me hear ya! <clears throat> wow. Man, I have got to get some work done on the comic book. And now, the makers of Spongies, the cereal that needs an awful lot of milk, bring you... The Adventures of Moment Man! Bitten by a radioactive Zen master, Arnie Lapeer was given a superhuman power. Whenever anyone utters an ancient Zen riddle or koan, he becomes Moment Man! Able to live entirely in the moment, no longer hindered by the longing for a past that cannot be recaptured or a future that is ultimately unseeable, Moment Man is forever challenged by arch-adversaries who roam the world, trapping the unsuspecting and old patterns of unhealthy behavior! And now... Tonight's episode. High above a teeming metropolis, Arnie Lapeer, a fledgling investment broker, sits in his tiny office on the phone as usual. I'd urge you to sell, Mr. Paul Bearer. It'll be a tidy little profit, and we can reinvest in a little startup company with a very bright future. Well, what they do, Mr. Paul Bearer, is they kick indigenous people off their land and they bury old computer microchip technology there. Yes, well, you see, this way nobody has to think about them being toxic for years and years to come. After all, what would we do without computers? Yes, well... Uh... Oh, my word, Mr. Paul Bearer. Uh, having just spun my chair around to gaze out at the teeming metropolis, I see there's a man on a window ledge across the street, and it looks as if he's getting ready to jump. I'll call you back. Uh, hey, fella, don't do it. Why not? I might as well end it all. He was the only girl I ever loved. Oh, no. 
This man is a tangle of obsessive feelings mired in a past that has no reality. I wouldn't be surprised if my evil arch-enemy, Captain Ego, had something to do with this. I've got to become Moment Man, but how? Oh, Fiona? Yes, Mr. Lapeer? Hold all my calls, please, Fiona. Certainly, Mr. Lapeer. Anything else? Anything at all? Well, actually... Yeah? You wouldn't know any ancient Zen conundrums, would you? One hand clapping? That's perfect! Yeah! So, by summoning Moment Man's powers, Arnie is able to move at a speed so incredibly slow that it is actually lightning fast. Or something. In any case, he gets down to the street and up the stairs of the adjacent building without anyone noticing. And now, dressed in the lightweight but functional garb of his alter ego Moment Man, he leans out of the top floor window next to the desperate jumper! Now who the hell are you? I am Moment Man! What do you want with me? I believe you have been menaced by my arch enemy, Captain Ego. Your grief over the girl who dumped you has left you unable to understand that neither the past nor the future are tangible realities in the here and now. You have only this moment, this now, and it is rife with possibilities if you join in the continuing dance of life. Wow! <laughs> Holy crap, you're right! Well, now that's not exactly the point. Yeah, I'm... yeah, you did your job, Moment Man. Now let me in the window, will you? Okay, Fiona, I I'm back. W were there any calls? No, Mr. Lapeer. Oh, no! Look lively, Mr. Lapeer. Why? Hey, Lapeer! Get into my office, now! Y yes, sir, boss. Sir, yes. Oh, he looks mad, Fiona. He's always mad, Mr. Lapeer. Only this time, he looks angry, too. Wish me luck, Fiona. Good luck, Mr. Lapeer. Good luck, Arnie. Now then, Lapeer, it has come to my attention that lately you've been less than enthusiastic about the needs of our investors. Uh, now that you mention it, sir, I have been thinking... Well, I really can't say without revealing my secret identity. Ha! Huh? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes, sir, you're right. Uh, I have to admit, I see a bigger picture in which the spiritually constricting pursuit of material wealth seems removed from our oneness with the planet as a representation of God. Yeah, well... Uh, you're fired! Did you hear me, Lapeer? You're fired! I heard him all right. I'm fired. This is terrible. This only confirms everything my ex-wife ever said about me. I really am a total failure. Um, sir? You wouldn't know any Zen conundrums, would you? What? Oh, no! Our hero is paralyzed by the past and the future all in one agonizing clump. Will Arnie's superpowers save him from his self-deprecating folly? Find out in the next action-packed installment of... Uh... Death. Death, you don't think that's a bit severe? Not at all. Death to the inconsiderate. I had to stop writing. These two people I mean, just sat down next to me and they're completely the distracted. I mean that in a good way. 
You're being facetious. I am not. I'm talking about how things are affected exponentially by the way we treat each other, you know? The human kindnesses we extend to each other. Right. Our escalated microwave mentality world, we're losing sight of the need to honor the most basic facets mm. of just being considerate to the people we share the same space with. Right, so in your vision, we'd live in a society where the smallest breaches in basic human courtesy any transgression of that sort would be punishable by death. Uh-huh, exactly. Right. I mean, if you could be put to death for not showing your neighbor some consideration, don't you think larger transgressions like uh, robbery or assault would soon not even be a part of the equation? That is so nuts. Is it? We'd be conditioned to be considerate of people. Well, right, because we're terrified. Means to an end. Everyone will eventually agree that keeping your fellow man in mind during the day is a good thing for all of us. Look, tell me you haven't wished death upon that a-hole next door to you. The one that I've asked repeatedly to stop playing his stereo At so three o'clock in the morning? Right. Okay, so I've wished him dead. Bingo! And don't lie to me. I mean, you've come up with some pretty elaborate scenarios, haven't you? Well, yes. You're assuming that your small irritations, these minimal moments of upset, are worth another person's life. Yes, I am. Just to very quickly get everyone in society on the same page. Like, like what about car alarms? These things don't prevent theft, they're a joke. Okay. And I think you'd see a dramatic reduction in the use of car alarms if the last guy to wake up his neighborhood was freaking publicly beheaded! Great, Chad. Uh, I'm gonna go and uh, get a muffin now. Well, that conversation just came to a screeching halt. But what did happen to basic human courtesy? Maybe with all these emails we're sending, we're losing the chance to see someone's telltale blink or shrug of insecurity, disapproving stare. We lose touch with how these things can help us gauge our feelings, and so we lose touch with caring about what they mean. A few weeks ago, I went to a movie. That's right, I went into the world, into a darkened room, with other people. I took my chances. Well, the film opened with a quiet, intense scene, loaded with foreboding, during which the guy behind me began chatting loudly, trying to impress his girlfriend with some remarkable insight that the bladder of his short attention span couldn't hold in until the movie was over. So I turned around in a pleasant but urgent tone, and I said to him, Would you please not talk during the film? And what he said to me just stunned me. It shocked me. I was staring at him with a slack jaw for several seconds, during which I felt I had heard tangible proof that the human race is doomed. What he answered when I asked him to please not talk during the film was... But I wasn't talking to you. Hmm. But I wasn't talking to you. Hot shot. Red lights flashing. A dolphin finds its way in rush hour traffic faster than a man in a car named after. Look out. It's open mic poetry night at the Chiaroscuro Cafe. The Grand Wizard left out in the Cold War of attrition. Bing, bing, bing. No, it might work if she would just stop snapping her fingers. When flagrant Philistines fizzle five, fifteen fifty, fallen and forsaken, left to undulate to the beat. Ah, a very different. Okay, that was Constance, everybody. Now let's give our support to a poet reading here for the first time. Some of you may recognize her from behind the counter over there, Emily Waters. Emily? 
Well, I'll be damned. Look who it is. Oh, dear God. I'm petrified. My ears. My ears are all red, aren't they? Okay. Okay. I don't care what anybody thinks. Thank you. I I don't care what he thinks. (laughs) Just because he's over there writing all the time doesn't make him a damn expert on poetry. Um, this is just a short piece. I don't have a title for it yet, so uh, I guess it's untitled. (laughs) You are such a dork. Well, here goes. The world, as we know it, is built on lies. But then there's the way you sit with your hand on one knee. We're burning. Everything is burning, and we just fan the flames. But then there's the middle of your back, which you will never see, but I would examine as closely as I wanted. We explore distant planets because we're killing what's down here. But I want to cry, because there's only these four pictures of us, together in a small, thin strip, taken in a photo booth at a Kmart in Sunnyvale a thousand years ago before the world as we know it began. Thanks. Wow, it's over. I think they may have liked it, but I can't tell. I don't think I ever even looked up. And look at him over there, jotting in that notebook. He probably didn't even hear it. Hey, that was good. She was good. Great. Now it'll be even tougher to get her out of my head. Uh, She's probably one of those cool beauties. She's got to have a boyfriend already. I I am the furthest thing from her mind. Anyway, Anyway, why do I even care care what what she thinks? thinks. I'm I'm perfectly happy happy being being alone. alone. Frequency. Signing off in three, two, one.